Hello and welcome to the Marx Ish Brothers podcast. My name is Joseph. I am Cam. And this week we are discussing the new uh, movie by David Fincher, The Killer. But before that, we have a ton of news to get into. Before we get into some of the more serious stuff, I do have some, uh, you know, some, some little tidbits I, I, I want to discuss with you uh, that are just kind of kind of fun. Uh, the first one is. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw this, but Brent Frazier is set to star in a searchlight comedy called Rental Family, uh, which will be the first role since his Oscar win. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on that? Seeing, well, the, seeing him getting some more, more roles and going back to his sort of comedy chops. Right? Yeah, like, he's a finding guy. Like, obviously, like, we watched George the, George, George the Jungle together mm-hmm. a ways back, and, like, he's, he, he, he was in one of my favorite, my favorite films, Do We Do, right? Uh, set in Canada, of course. Um... Like, he's, a, like, going back to the 90s, he was a pretty funny guy. And like, even, like, The Mummy, like, his top, like, he got to start for being funny. Mm-hmm. And now, like, it'll be good to see that again, I think. Like Yeah, he, and so the, the person who's uh, making this, it's a Japanese filmmaker. Uh, she worked on Beef. Uh, I'll butcher the name, but it's uh, uh, Mitsuyo uh, Miyazaki. Okay. Uh, she is directing and producing the film. And she's co-writing the script. Ooh. So, I don't know. Sounds fun. I, uh, I'm i interested to see what happens with that. I just thought that was kind of fun. And I know that you have an affinity for uh, Brendan Fraser. So. I do. I, I, K and the K and Icon. Yes. Uh, another bit of uh, fun, interesting news for us Star Wars fans is that uh, Dave Filoni is now the chief creative officer at Lucasfilm and will be planning the future of Star Wars films and shows. He was kind of doing this already, but now I guess he has more of like a official official head role. Yeah, which I'm interested to see because, like, well, I don't know about you, but like, I loved the Clone Wars growing up. I mm-hmm. thought that they did a really good job of not just focusing on Luke or like the Skywalkers, like Anakin or whatever, yeah. and like was able to branch out into like other stories while still kind of following a central story. So, but. I don't know. Some of his his recent stuff hasn't been great, but at least like he has a vision, yeah. which I think was like a big issue with like the last three movies. But I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I haven't watched some of the newer stuff. Like obviously, like um, he wasn't. I don't think he was involved with Andor at all. I think that was pretty just Tony Gilroy and team. Um, I haven't seen Ahsoka. But I've heard that one was better than it should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know what? If he can keep making good stuff, then. Why not? Like I, I, I don't, I don't care for the whole like Star Wars universe. I'm like, just give me, just give me stuff with stories that is fun. That was what I liked about Andor. Is that like, it, it didn't like connect to anything. Like obviously we know we know him from Rogue One. We know what's the we know what's what's going to lead there. But it's not like it's like, hey, we got to get a R two cameo or a Doctor Jester cameo. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, like just let it, let it be its own thing. Tell tell a good story with characters from the universe, and boom, people will like it. Mm-hmm. And or is like peak Star Wars. So fight me if you don't think that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I won't fight you. Don't don't worry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, now going back on like a movie that we talked about semi recently, the creator. It seems to be getting a bit of a uh, a new lease on life as it's the number one. Or at least like very high on VOD. Oh yeah. Um, I think what was it? Number three. So, uh, David Fincher's The Killer opens number one. Uh, sorry, I'm just reading the thing as it goes. 
Oh yeah, no, uh, yeah, it was uh, at, at the top when, when it was released on VOD. It was number one during the week at iTunes. Ma- makes sense. Like it was a solid film. I'm pretty sure it got good word of mouth, but like, I don't think that like everyone is gonna pay top dollar to go see a film all the time. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. now, I feel like even like like the Marvels didn't do great, even though like that movie is okay. Like, it's better than some of the other Marvel stuff I've seen recently. <laughs> Did you see what uh, the director said about that? Or, no, the star. No, uh, Ima uh, Vellani. Ima Vellani, yeah. She, she, she plays Comic Con. She's like, that's not really my, my problem. Like, yep. <laughs> Her quote, that's that's for Bob Iger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, right. Which, and, like, uh, it, it, I love it's that. going to see it. Because, like, she, 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 she gave us a solid performance, probably the best she could. Yeah. She, she got her money. And she's the best part of that movie, if I'm, if I'm being 100% real. I haven't seen uh, the movie, so I'll take your word for it. Yeah, it was, hey, it was the first film that my partner and I watched together, so Aww, that's great. And a special place in your heart. Yeah, it was a double date with my sibling and his wife. So <laughs> There you go, perfect. Yep. Um, next, uh, this is a little bit of just like a fun, fun little thing uh, that Ridley Scott uh, was quoted saying. <laughs> uh, do you see that? The, the He's made four films since Martin Scorsese starred Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah. <laughs> Which it's I mean, like it's bonkers, right? Because like, yeah, House of Gucci, yeah, um, Last Duel, yeah, uh, Napoleon, and what's the fourth one? Uh, what was on here? Because he's not doing it. Alien. That's that's um Fede Alvarez, I, I, I think. Yeah, uh, this article doesn't say. Last Duel is great. I I, I didn't watch House of Gucci, but it has oh, one of my he, favorite. Uh, he directed The Last Duel, House of Gucci, Napoleon, and the short film Behold. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Last last duel was great. That one didn't didn't get any any love. Yeah. Or no. It, it, well, it, it just didn't some. make any money. No. I think. It, well, it was also like released when like there's a lot of lockdowns and stuff, and people. Were yeah. Like, it's not worth it. Uh, and he's yeah. also currently in production on Gladiator Two with Denzel yes. Washington and Paul Mescal. Oh, that's Paul Mescal. Well, that one. That one. That one's gonna be good. Yeah. Uh, Napoleon's gonna be crazy though. I'm I'm excited for this movie. Right. It, it, it is apparently like two hours and 38 movies, uh, or 38 uh, minutes, minutes in, in uh, theaters. Yeah. But it's going to have a four-hour director's cut available on Apple TV+. And if we know anything about the director's cut of Ridley Scott films, it's going to be a freaking banger. Yeah, so I'm excited like, for that. I, I have yeah. Apple TV+, Plus, so you're invited when it comes out to come watch it at my place. Can we, can we see it? Hell yeah. Yeah, so that, that's going to be a good time. But now let's get into some uh, heavier stuff. So uh, let's get into what's happening with actors and uh, other like movie-related people surrounding Palestine. So kind of the the <sighs> so you know there's a lot of people who are call, rightfully calling out Israel and uh, its genocide attempt on Palestinian people. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the main stars that's kind of caught a lot of attention was. Uh, uh, Melissa uh, Pereira, who yep. is a uh, set star in Scream 7, was fired for basically posting something on an Instagram story that like, it wasn't her words. She was posting a post from, ironically, was a uh, Jewish news source yep. pr- promoting an Israeli scholar yep. who was saying this is a genocide. So, But then... Like uh, the the company was basically like we have like a zero tolerance for anti-Semitism, which <sighs> like if you can't like differentiate like being like hey, 
Bombing people is bad. Genocide's bad. <laughs> Killing children, you know, that kind of thing. Here's what I find so crazy. It's like, if you are on the side that isn't calling for, you know, bombs to stop being dropped, maybe you're the bad guy. I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> like any people who are like, yeah, maybe bombs should keep on falling on innocent children. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're the bad guy. I don't Especially know. Especially because it's like the majority of the past aid population is like, under 18. Yep. Like, 15, and like, like, like literally of the 2 million people that live there, a million of them are children. Yeah, exactly. So like one, like one of every X number of bombs is more than likely to hit a kid. Yep. Than a, a grown adult. Yeah. Which like, if that alone isn't getting you to stop dropping bombs, maybe, maybe, maybe we have a problem on our hands. IDF. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like also like, it's not like dropping b- more bombs. Isn't going to stop Hamas. It'll just create more people who want to join Hamas. Because, yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, okay, I, okay I, great. I want to kill these fuckers that, that killed my, my family. Okay, great. Then yeah. we're going to... Like, if you really want to stop, like, radical, like, responses to stuff, stop being radical yourself and, like, inciting, killing inc- Inciting incidents that cause that cyclical... Yeah. Like, violent, violence is, is a cycle, right? Like, it's... Yeah. No, there's really no excuse for it. And then, so, in, in uh, that same vein... A lot of uh, agencies like uh, have been dropping their clients who are actors for speaking out. Um, well, Tom Cruise's agent like was gonna get fired, but he he like went to the office. Yeah, and was so, like, "Hey, no." So like his agent is uh, Maha Dakil. Yeah. So she was um, relieved of her duties originally, like, was going to mm-hmm. be completely fired. Yeah. Because um, she was the co chief of the motion pictures department of uh, the creative artist agency. Yeah. Um, and so she was going to be fired. But basically, Tom Cruise, as well as a bunch of assistants at CAA, yeah. were like, hey, don't do this. And like Tom Cruise, which is like, you know, rare for him, actually went to the offices and like, hey, don't fire her. Do you know how bad you you have to be in order for Tom Cruise to be in the right? It's it's pretty wild, you know. Yeah, uh, bonkers. Like, you you know me, I'm not a huge fan of him, but the fact no. that like he's willing to stand up for like that is a good sign. And, <laughs> I would say. And he's, and he's not and he's not that tall, so him him standing up for something <laughs> is uh-huh, a good one. Hey. Yeah. Um, there's uh, another sort of situation with. Uh, Jenna Ortega. Mm-hmm. So this, you know, like originally it was being reported that she quit um, because of what happened to uh, uh, Melissa Barrera. Mm-hmm. But then it's also said that like it's conflicting with Wednesday. So, but either way, she left the screen. Also, Scream Seven isn't there. There, 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 Oh, see, see, yeah, uh, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that that's interesting. Um, the think, other, yeah, yeah, sorry, like if that film is gonna, like, if, if that's how, how you treat your stars, then maybe you don't deserve to make a film. Yeah, and or, well, and the other, the other big one was that uh, Susan uh, Sarandon, Susan, yeah, Sarandon. Uh, she was, yeah. Oh, whoops, <laughs> a bad name. Joseph, come on, she's a she's a pretty famous star. Well, she's won an Oscar. Yeah, uh, but she, she's she, in the Beatle. Uh, she was dropped by uh, another agency, uh, the United Talent Agency, for making comments about, uh, like, uh, making comments that were like very pro-Palestine, uh, yeah, yeah. which is just it's it's very 
I don't know. Disappointing is is kind of a soft word to say, but like it is disappointing. But at a certain point, you also kind of expect it from Hollywood. Like, yeah, it's like when when we say we want Hollywood to be like it used to be, this isn't what we meant. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't mean McCarthyism too. We meant like more good films. Mm-hmm. Not everything. We can we can leave some some things in the past. You can leave McCarthyism and the Red Scare in the past. So, <laughs> yeah. So that uh, that's, that's pretty bad. I would say it's a pretty bad look. I mean, I'm glad that they like to so like there's been like controversy that the wga hasn't like made any statement like pro-israel uh yeah. but i'm glad that they haven't done that like i don't know what like if it's just like a few outspoken writers that like want that to happen or if like it is the majority and it's just leadership that doesn't want to do something uh like pro-israel thing but uh i don't know it, it's very interesting to see uh see yeah. i mean the one I wouldn't say it's necessarily a good thing, but something that I would say is changed is, I guess, like the acceptance of pro-Palestine positions. Like, let's say, like if this would have happened five years ago, mm-hmm. no actor or any like politician, other than like maybe someone on the fringe, would have said anything. Yeah. Right. Like the fact that you have like such a like a, a wide movement is somewhat heartening mm-hmm. that like at a certain point maybe <laughs> there is enough like even like uh the, the prime minister of, of canada like justin trudeau has been starting to like shift towards a position of hey maybe we should stop bombing them yeah like maybe a, a, a ceasefire is a good idea like maybe we shouldn't just be the lapdog of the states when uh we're seeing like thousands of people being blatantly murdered and, journalists and being there's, killed and there's no hiding crime. it like because like like israel brags about it like that's the yeah. thing right like it's not like <laughs> it's not like they're hiding it the 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 western uh, elites are the ones that are trying to hide the genocide but uh yeah. at a certain point it's just not working how it used to so yeah like they're, they're 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 just like self-reporting war crimes mm-hmm. like there's there's an imposter among us guys we gotta we gotta <laughs> man so yeah, uh, that's what I want to speak about that. I do now want to shift the conversation a little bit uh, into mm. something not sort of lighter-hearted, but uh, something that I, I, I just want to hear your perspective on as we shift into this movie, um, mm. and that is the state of streaming. Mm. So what did I? Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is uh, so Max like removed a lot of content, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> Paramount Plus also just like got rid of a lot of stuff, yeah. uh, which is like uh, the the sort of big thing that was uh, like this past week was the Coyote versus Acme uh, animated yeah. uh, movie that was like dropped by them in order to make a bunch of money, and then uh, yeah, that was uh, HBO. That was Warner Bros. Right. Yes. Uh, and and so basically, everyone was like, "Hey, you can't do that." And then there was even. Some sort of investi- uh, like Congress or something was like threatening to do like an investigation into like a like a what's it called? Basically, like you're, they're doing something illegal by by not actually releasing it. And like, which like, again, do you know how bad you have to be in or- in order for the American government to do something about filmmaking? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, 
Like, these are the people who fucking let Disney change the, like, public domain rules so that Mickey Mouse wouldn't be a public domain. Mm-hmm. Like, they will amend things if you pay them enough. Exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah, like so like the Paramount Plus library lost 1,472 titles over 363 days. Which sucks, because like, Paramount has such a good backlog. Mm-hmm, yeah. So... so all good it, films on there. So, like, that that's a little scary. And mm-hmm. so uh, that brings me to another story that was related. And so that was uh, Christopher Nolan... Uh, as well as, uh, do you see that? Uh, and, uh, Guillermo, how are you? Guillermo Toro. Thank you. Sorry. My brain's a little tired. Me too. Me too. <laughs> um, that. we're very critical of streaming only content. Um, so yeah, like, fair. so Christopher Nolan said like that streaming only content is a danger mm-hmm. and like, cause it can get taken down. Right. Yep. And, uh, so that, that made a lot of headlines cause like he's like very into physical releases. So like with the dark Knight. Uh, that was like the first time that a Blu-ray had been like specifically designed by the filmmaker. Mm-hmm. So like like Christopher Nolan actually like went through the making of the Blu-ray and like he made sure everything was perfect. And so he's doing like the same thing with Oppenheimer with all of his Blu-ray releases. He always makes sure that it's how he wants it. I can't wait to get the Oppenheimer 4K. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll let you get it and then I'll I'll watch it probably. It's uh, such a good film. My God. <laughs> And Del Toro uh, agreed, and he kind of associated physical media to like a Fahrenheit uh, 451 sort of scenario, where it's a it's a responsibility uh, to like mm-hmm. be an archivist of, of movies. That's what, be- I'm g- that's what I'm going to tell my my parents. I'm, yeah, exactly. That I'm archiving. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm saving I'm saving uh, art and exactly exactly and culture. Yeah, uh, that's a, yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, <laughs> and so that, that brings me into this movie. So I just want to give like a little antidote before we get into this movie. It was really annoying to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. For, for, for me specifically, so I don't pay for Netflix. I'm a poor yep. student. Yep. I don't want to pay for it. Yep. For the past like eight years, I've shared my sister's Netflix. Yep. It's been no no issue, right? Yep. And then all of a sudden, like a few months ago, they're like, hey, what if that wasn't something that you could do anymore? <laughs> and you, you could either pay like six bucks a month, which doesn't sound like much, but, you know, it adds up. And that's, that's six 12, bucks. Uh, that's 12 bucks in two months. Yeah. And like, that's a lunch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or like, and that's just for like the basic tier with uh, like ads. If you want like the, the full on 4K tier. Then that's eighteen to twenty bucks a month. Cheese and rice, which I'm not going to pay. No. <laughs> um, Fuck no. So I I basically haven't been using Netflix for the past few months. Fair. Uh, I can technically watch the movie on my laptop's Netflix through the browser, but I yep. can't watch it on my TV for some reason. Oh. I could hook up my TV to my computer and watch it there, but then the mm-hmm. quality is really bad because the browser doesn't have good quality. Yeah. <laughs> so I could only watch this movie on my laptop mm-hmm. with like bad quality. Yeah. W- which is a very first world problem. I, I I'll admit it. I'm, I'm very privileged to you know even be able to have this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, like when f- so streaming was first like coming out. 
like I don't know, it was exciting. You could watch any movie, but like at this point, it's a, it's just annoying. I don't know, like it's it's so much work. Like <laughs> it, as soon as you make things like more difficult. I don't know. I feel people are just going to eventually just go back to pirating. I mean, we've had this conversation mm-hmm. before, but at a certain point when pirating is easier than streaming, that's when people are just going to pirate stuff. Yeah. And I remember, like, like one of the things, like, when Shane was first, first, first came out, was, when Shane was first, first came out was, oh, you don't need, need to own your movies anymore. You don't need to own DVDs or Blu-rays or whatever mm-hmm. anymore because you can just pay a company X dollars a month to get them. It's like okay, but what if what if I stop paying them, and I still want to watch the movie? What about or, that? Or huh? what if like the the rights to a movie goes to a different streaming service? And yeah, exactly. Then you have to like chase the movie around, and like if you don't have an app that tells you where the movie is, you're just like, oh, it's not on Netflix. Well, I guess uh, I don't have it. Oh, it's not on Amazon Prime. I guess like I can't watch it. Like I don't know. Like it's just. Download the j- just watch app because it tells you all that great app. <laughs> but, but then you have to pay so much money. Like again. <laughs> I don't pay for any of my streaming services other than Criterion. Uh, yeah. My my sister pays for it, and I'm very lucky in that sense. Shout out Leah, who's been Shout on the podcast. Uh, so, so so true. But like for most other people, like who's going to pay? Like uh, Disney Plus just announced that they're raising their prices by thirty dollars a year. Fucking hell! So like, eventually, like let's say each streaming service is roughly like uh let's say roughly roughly no more one hundred fifty bucks. Cheese and rice. Right? Like, uh, roughly, let's say it's, like, a little bit more than 10 bucks a month. All yeah. of, like, let's say if you're, like, paying for, like, Amazon, uh, Netflix, and Disney+. Plus. I would say those are, like, the three main ones. Yeah. You're paying almost 500 bucks a year just <laughs> on streaming. I didn't like, need to hear that. Like, like, that's a lot of money. Yeah. And then you throw in, like, your music is streaming. That's another $10 a month. So that's month. another 120 bucks. Uh, <laughs> like, it's it's wild how I don't know how difficult it is just to I don't know be entertained in our society <laughs> like I, right. like like I, I'm not one of those people who's like oh you should like just sit at home and read a book like I, I'm, I'm pro entertainment but it's just under capitalism it, it sucks so badly when there's like you don't own anything you're basically a, a digital surf who <laughs> Is forced. Who's just renting? You never own anything. You just yeah. rent, and it, it's just it's terrible. I don't know. Uh, that's just my, my little rant uh, to get into this Netflix original movie. Why do we get into the movie uh, after twenty minutes? The All Killer. Right. Why don't you give us a little some fast facts and uh, synopsis? The Killer is directed by David Fincher, written by Andrew Kevin Walker, based on a French comic book. I think uh, maybe I don't know. Uh, <laughs> st- starring Michael Fassbender, Charles Parnell, Arles Howard. And Tilda Swinton, um, scored by um, Tim, Tim Eisner and Atticus Ross. We straight to Netflix. Um, or it wasn't, it wasn't the theaters for a bit. Made $362,000. There's no budget announced for it. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a movie. I'm going to be honest. I, I didn't like this movie. What, what did you think of it? Uh, uh, <laughs> the, more, the, the more I've thought about it, the more I don't like it. That's fair. I I I'm not. I think this may, may have been my first Fincher actually. Really? Like uh, I I mean I've I only know. seen one other of his. I've seen uh, seven. Yeah, I, I've well I've seen the the, the 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 Batman. So you know what's the. It's basically the same thing. Yeah. A, no, but like, 
I feel like it probably wasn't a great intro to the to Fincher. No, not at all. Um, like, um, like the action was cool, I guess. The the first scene, like this movie's all all downhill after the first scene. Yeah, the, for the I, first scene's great. I love the Paris stakeout, the building, that those nice wide shots of the building. Yeah. Um, Before we get into the movie too bad, I, I much I do want to say that. Uh, so like Michael Fassbender is the main character or main actor mm-hmm. uh, playing the main character. So I don't know what you know about his history, but like. He left acting for a while, right, to, to become yeah. a race car driver, oh. and uh, I don't know. <laughs> so the reason he left is because like there was a domestic charge against him, and like his wife was able, or his ex-wife was able to get like a restraining order against him for domestic abuse. Oh, so that's why he left acting for a while because like during the Me Too era, no one wanted to work with him. Oh, and so coming from that kind of side of things, that like he's someone who's a known not great person. Yeah. Um, and this is like, to me, this movie is basically male privilege, but a hitman. Yep. And like the, the failing <laughs> upwards sort of thing. Like he, he keeps on failing, but he n- never like pays for his failing. It, it just felt a little icky to me that like Michael Fassbender is the person playing this, uh, person mm-hmm. like this kind of like semi, not necessarily abusive, but just like a very like alpha male kind of character who would be like. One of those like blue pill adjacent like, red pill, red pill whatever. I, obviously, I, I don't <laughs> consume their content, uh, but but like 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 an Andrew Tate type character yeah. that like like an Andrew Tate person would like celebrate like this type of character. It just felt a little icky to me. I don't know. I just wanted to preface all all my my thoughts with with that. Yeah, that's fair. He's again, yeah, he, he's a good good actor, I guess. Because I mean, like, I do like how like. Not how, how funny it is, but like, like that's that's the one thing that that, that I do like about like a, a voiceover driven narrative like this mm-hmm. is that like when something happens in the narrative, it gets mentioned. Yeah, and I was like, oh man, it's good. It's gonna, it's gonna last at least six minutes. Oh, <laughs> some stuff, stuff like stuff like that. It, it always adds a little bit of levity. I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, like, there's been a lot of, like, connections to, like, American Psycho, right? Yeah. Uh, where you have a similar type of person who's, like, very full of themselves, very arrogant. Even when they're failing, they they still are, like, have this sort of confidence about them. Which... Everything's going to plan. Everything's going to plan. Everything's going to plan. Like, yep, sure it is. <laughs> sure it is. But I think what this... Like, I, I, well, I agree with you, like, that, that works well. It, I think it's a lot better in American Psycho because... I just found the character a lot more interesting. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. I, also like American Psycho is directed by a woman. Yeah. And like understands masculinity way, but like in a way that I guess Fincher doesn't show. Yeah. Like, like it makes for more of an interesting character study. Like, yeah, I, I didn't, fu- like I found this movie incredibly boring. If I'm going to yes. be very honest, yeah. like yeah, me too. Like, like it's John Wick, but with like a, an actor who's more, in his head, or like with the characters more in their head, and with less action, yeah, which makes for I don't know, it's just kind of boring. Uh, like, <laughs> like that one, that one fight scene in, in Florida is pretty cool. With, uh, like I'm not saying there isn't some cool scenes, no. but like I, I can watch John Wick and have a lot more fun time and have just yes. a bit of action, absolutely, <laughs> compared to this. Uh, yeah, which brings me back to. My, my whole sort of streaming and like Netflix argument and that's a lot 
like Netflix just has like a certain style that mm-hmm. just that like not all of them have it, but like a lot of them do. And this one like kind of had that. Yeah. Like I, I it's like the, either the lighting or just like everything's so dark. It's so dark. It's like my my quality's already bad, and I and now I can't see anything because it's dark. Like yeah, it, it's terrible. I, like I don't know. It's. It's just it really takes, aggravating. It, t- it takes a certain filmmaker to know when to use dark and like negative space and to like not n- not to not to talk, talk about the the Batman again. But think about how well the Batman uses dark. Mm-hmm. Well, and also the the movies that like are done darkly are also usually ones that we can watch on like a disc. Yes. Where where the dark has like way more information, so it's not like all hidden. When you're yeah, str- the, when you're the, streaming, you lose all the quality, and it just looks like gray blobs moving around, and all the compression. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't like that. Uh, I liked the sound. Mm-hmm. Um, ex- there there was moments where I also critiqued that the the most uh, like at the uh, beginning, like when he's like. Like talking, you hear the music, and he, like he's like about to ass- like try to assassinate like the person or whatever. Yeah, the, I found the music was kind of jarring. The, mm-hmm. the whole mo- other rest of the movie was fine, but like he would like talk, the movie the music would quiet, and then also like it would blare up again, and he would yeah. talk. And I, I just found that to be like pretty rough sound editing. I don't know if he was going for like a particular vibe, but it didn't work for me. I thought it was kind of it felt very amateurish. Mm-hmm. But throughout the rest of the movie, I thought the soundtrack was really good. And uh, if I felt like it deserved a better movie, yeah. Uh, Re- what would you Reznor, think? Of- Reznor and Ross don't miss. Yeah. Um, I, I think I preferred their um, TMNT score this year. <laughs> that was a fun movie, right? Oh man, Mute, Mute Mayhem. That one. That, that that that's one we we talk about. Yeah, it's on Paramount Plus. It there is. It's <laughs> streaming. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, did you like the uh, soundtrack though? Yeah, like it would, it was good. Like it, it definitely kept the film going. Um, yeah, honestly, the more the more I think about it, the less I have to the less I have to say say about this film. <laughs> it's, it's like a reverse tenet where I'm like, oh man, I can just talk talk about it all all the time and whatever. This this film is I don't know. It's a film. It's a thing that happened. I guess. I know. Uh, I just want to say I'm tired of the digging up weapons cliche. Oh my god. <laughs> Like, like, so this is basically just John Wick. Man, <laughs> oh, 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 oh no, my, 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 my partner gets attacked. Now go I got to go dig up weapons. Yep, that I, that I have conveniently in a safe in underground. It's, I find that very mm-hmm. annoying. Even like in, in shows from like 2007, that was a case. Like in Jericho, I believe, they, they dug up weapons from a basement. and Sure. It's just... I'm tired of it. I'm tired. <laughs> I don't want that. Stop burning your weapon in your, in your basement or your backyard. Yeah. Have them on display like a real man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I also found some of the times where it was trying to be hip and with the times kind of annoying. Like, it just felt kind of, I don't know why. It just feels kind of. Living among the normies? Well, it feels like not cinematic in a way. Like when you, yeah. like when you talk, like uh, they brought up Wordle. Oh, they, they brought up uh, like well, like he uses like an Amazon box uh, to like pick up stuff. He uh, they talk about Bitcoin. Maybe yeah. it was like mainly Bitcoin because like that was only like a thing for like like it's been a thing for a while, but it was only like a big thing for like a year. 
Yeah, like in Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning, they mentioned like cri- cryptocurrency, but like crypto- crypto- cryptocurrency ha- has been been a thing since like. Yeah, and like, <laughs> like cryptocurrency could be like, oh, I send money from my online account to your yeah. online account, and it never yeah. was physical money. That's cryptocurrency, baby. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> like, just like, like, so, so, like so a brand name dropping Bitcoin. That was. Yeah. So like, I don't know. To me, that just feels very. Like, there's a way to do it. Like, I don't think having, like, cell phones specifically date something. But, like, when you specifically call it, like, a brand. Like, let's say if, oh, I have a cell phone. It happens to be an iPhone 13, let's say. I don't care. But if they're like, look at me. I just got the brand new iPhone 13. That automatically dates it as soon as you, like, call (sighs) it out, right? Yeah. Like, as soon as you call it that brand name, it's like, oh, it's, like, in that era. Like, if he was such, like, oh, like, you're playing, like, a word game on your phone. That's fine. If you like just specifically say Wordle, it's like, oh, like, at least are you... pl- at least play p- Park Doku, man. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think uh, Hitman are just wife guys. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> with him right? and John Wick. Yeah, I I don't even think that this is one that, that, that I'd watch again while like doing laundry or something. I feel like it's kind of. But I, I, I want to hear more of your perspective because. I do think that you like this movie, at least on Letterboxd, you had it at four stars. Yeah, I think now I definitely bring it down like through through three and a half, possibly even three. Like, <laughs> is it just because of me, or you're just looking back on it and you're like, no, like oh, I like I, I, I was thinking about how little I thought about it in the last week since I watched since I watched it. Mm-hmm. Even now, like it's, it's always hard hard to like bring things up to to, to discuss. Like the plot is very minimal. Yep. Like. Seeing Charles Parnell is cool again, I guess. Like, he's a solid actor who, who I like seeing in, in things. Mm-hmm. After Top Gun Maverick and Mission Impossible Dead Directing, it's cool seeing him in something else that wasn't, I didn't have Tom Tom Cruise in it. In it. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the locations are cool. I, it was cool not to, to, to see, like, Dominican Republic not have an orange filter or, like, a. <laughs> Especially on Netflix, yeah. Yeah, right. Um,. He, he he was okay, I guess. Like like, like the action and stuff. Michael Michael Fassbender is a convincing physical actor. Mm-hmm. Um, because like the thing is like with these type of movies, like a John Wick, at least make them fun. Like this isn't like to me, it's not even a fun movie. Yeah, you don't have Keanu Reeves going. Yeah, you like, know, like like it's not a good time. Like like I'm not watching this. Like ah yes, this is like fun. It's like you're trying to make me think. But you're not raising any thought-provoking questions. Yeah. And so, and like, we're following a character who's uninteresting and someone that we don't really want to root for, which can work with, like, American Psycho. But if he's not, like, where you're not rooting for, like, (laughs) Christian Bale's character, obviously, because he's a bad person. But, like, at least he's interesting. This person we are not rooting for, really. And, like, by by the end, I was like, just die already. you're, (laughs) You're boring. Like, I don't care about you. Like... I, I have no reason to care about, like, your wife or your partner or whatever. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I get, again, going back to John Wick, because I think there's a lot of parallels. Like, having the wife die of cancer and then, like, having that dog be, like, killed after being a gift from, like, the the dead spouse. Like, at least that gives some heart to the story, right? Yeah. Like, like it's a dumb action movie, but at least there's heart. This has no heart. Like, there's no reason for me to care. I also like don't care for the Smiths uh, at all. No. So like, okay, great. <laughs> a, a band that I don't care for. 
having, having some songs. Neat, I guess. I, I, I was fine with the music, but like, I'm not gonna like if I like the music, I'm just gonna listen to the music. I don't need a whole movie to watch it. I don't know. Yeah, if it was Talking Heads, it'd be a deal. <laughs> maybe, maybe then I'd keep it at four, four stars. Hey, do you know what I, I think would be a great band that should have more action movie play? Linkin Park. Oh man. Like put put on that Lincoln Park Jay Z collaboration. Oh man, um, there's some I'll, bangers. I love how Dad Rock is getting a renaissance. <laughs> like seeing like Creed on the timeline more. Yeah, seeing some more Nickelback love. <laughs> man, there's actually a really good Nickelback song that's like kind of leftist. Uh, what's it called? It's like Revolution or something like that. Okay, Burn to the Ground goes hard. Rockstar yeah. is great. It's, uh, it's not really leftist. But it's about like. Chilling with your friends and having money. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah, I didn't really like that. <laughs> this movie. I, I, do you have anything else to say about it? Not really. It's fine. If, if it's your cup of tea, great. Happy for you. I would definitely say don't let this be your first Fincher movie like it was for you, Cam. Oops. Because uh, there's a lot better movies. Like, you should go watch uh, Seven. Seven. Yeah. I, I get, well, that's the only one I've seen. But it, it was, I just watch the Batman again, Joseph. But Seven is quite different. But, that, but that, that, that's what I heard someone say. So I'd say vibes are similar, but it's different. Yeah. But you, you should watch it. You would like it. Anyways, uh, let's give it a, a little rating. Uh, what do you give it? Singular th- thumb up. I give it... I don't even want to give it any thumbs up. Uh, I, I give it zero thumbs up. Don't watch okay. this. That's right. <laughs> there, there's, there's, to me, there's no reason to watch this. Yeah. If, if, if you're a Fincher completionist, sure. But otherwise, I, I don't know. I, I really don't like it. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, but anyways, why don't we get into the letterbox game? This will be a little bit of fun that we can have with this movie. Yeah. Um, I haven't been doing great, so no. I'm going to make it harder on you. There's now going to be five of them with one Fuck of them. you. Fuck you. No, keep it at four. <laughs> it, Come it, on, it, man. It's my game, so I'm going to do it. F- five, five just seems like a better number anyways. No, it doesn't. All right. Are you ready? No, sure. All right, the first one. All killer, some filler. Number two, John Wick for philosophy majors. Number three, David Fincher is the type of guy who would play the Hitman games just to have a deep philosophical conversation with the NPCs. (coughs) Number four, we get it, dude. You like the Smiths. And number five, bro thinks he's John Wick. I'm going to guess that four is you. We get it, dude. You like the Smiths? Yeah. You are incorrect. Ah. Aha, I'm back, baby. Back on top. Okay, we're going back to four next time. Fucking hell. Uh, mine was John Wick for philosophy majors. That's fair. That, that's a good one. I thought that was a good one. Uh, do you have any recommendations for this week? Oh, man, do I ever. Um, I've been watching some stuff on Criterion Channel because... It's like, hey, this stuff's going off in a week. I'm like, okay, you're great. So I watched um, Battle Royale. Well, I watched that uh, also. That one's great. I, lo- I loved it. I had a lot of fun with it. Right? Yeah. Super fun, campy. I was like horror and like, you know, contains three people killing, killing each other. One of the main actors is actually a leftist Japanese politician. What the fuck? I know. That's pretty cool. That's dope. I'd love to see it. Yeah. Um, my other one is Hardcore. Nice. Paul Schrader. Um, yeah. I I love George C. Scott. If there's one thing about me, I love George, George C. Scott because he's, he's like Tim Robinson, but like if he was a character actor. Yep, that's fair. 
and he's really good in hardcore. And the the the, the poster is iconic. Him with his head in his hands, mm-hmm. saying, "That's my daughter." <laughs> um, yeah, it's a really good. Paul Schrader, man, he's a enigma. He's an because like because like in, in some ways he's pre, he's pretty based. But he's just a boomer. He's <laughs> such a boomer. Just, just a weird guy. He has to, he, he, you know what, he just needs his grandkid to, like, lock his Facebook Facebook account. <laughs> that's, he, that's, he, he needs, like, the Martin Scorsese daughter approach. Exactly. He he, he needs a French, French, we need, we need a French, 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 and stop boomer posting. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because like, because like, there's times. I mean, like, I mean, like, like didn't he get in trouble for like the threatening Trump Trump on Facebook or something like know. that? <laughs> he says so many stuff. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, oh, what a guy. Uh, yeah. Anything else? Uh, no. I I I suggest Battle Battle Royale. Like, if you if you're trying to watch one movie out of those two, I, I would say Battle Royale for sure. Nice. So it's super fun. Uh man. Also, I, I'm kind of like in like a Hunger Games mood now. After watching that, but I know, I know Hunger, Hunger Games is, is is the far more PG thirteen version. Yeah, but yeah. well, I I did go to see the Hunger Games, uh, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes yesterday. Ooh, how'd you like it? Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I, okay. I liked it. Uh, it's long. Yes, I, I, uh, two hours and twenty six minutes. Uh, longer. Two hours and thirty six minutes. Some forty six minutes. Uh, it's long. Cheese and rice. It's it's like almost three hours. Man. And uh, there's, so I thought it was quite good. Um, uh, so like I've read the book, and so like in yeah. the book you're like following Snow's, uh, like Cornelius Snow's, who eventually is President Snow. His you can follow his thoughts. Yeah. And so you can really see what like an evil person he is, like, and how like conniving he is throughout the story. In the yeah. movie, you don't get to see his thoughts, so he looks like a lot more conflicted about stuff than he does in the book. Right. So mm-hmm. I would say what I would have liked is more of like an American Psycho approach to things, where like he says stuff out loud that's completely opposite of what he's thinking in his head. Yeah. I would have liked that a little bit better, but overall, it's a pretty fun movie. If like you're a Gen Z, like you and I, who grew up on Hunger Games, you're gonna have a good time with it. Also, uh, like which was is great. So there's a lot of hot people in this movie. So uh, love, love to see it. Jason Schwartzman's in it, and he's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, Viola the, Davis is good in it. Known hot man, Jason Jason Schwartzman. Yeah. So like it, it, it's just it's a good time. Uh, <laughs> so if you wanna spend almost three hours in the movie theater, this is a good way to spend it. <laughs> um, and then I also recommend because I watched this for film class, and I. Liked it a lot more than I thought it would, and that's her from 2013. By oh, what a banger film! It's so I watched, good. I watched that one when it was on Criterion a couple months ago. It's so uh, good. It's really good. Um, I think you can watch it on Stars now if you have that on uh, Amazon. Walkable city propaganda. It's so good. Uh, I was shocked by the Chris Pratt appearance, but it was fun. Yep, he was there. <laughs> but uh, I really liked it. It was a good time, and I would highly recommend it. Always. Anyways. That's been our episode this week. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week when we talk about something. Something. Bye-bye now. <laughs>